Hello everyone, my name is JD, and this is on the lighter side of life. This is our second episode. Uh, we got rave reviews off of our first episode, we got emails, and if you don't know what our email address is, it's jd.podcast with the number one at yahoo.com. So if you know of anybody or any stories that you would like to be read on the air, send them to us. We'll get them out just as quick as we possibly can. I mean, read out the wife, the husband, the kids, whoever, and just send us your stuff. We'll go through everything and get them on the air just as quickly as, as possible, okay? So let's get started with today's show. Uh, I've noticed that, you know, that when you get older, things aren't as easy as what your grandfather said it was going to be. I'm telling you. Because he, my granddad always used to tell me that getting old wasn't a big thing. Uh, I look like a one-year-old baby on my back trying to get out of bed at times, you know. I put stuff down in the house like a cup of coffee. I can't remember where the hell I put the damn thing. So I just, you sit, you, getting old is not the greatest thing in the world. Because you do get forgetful and things hurt that you didn't know that you had. I'm telling you. Okay, and I got an email the other day. And it's talking about the what it was is that this guy had one of his friends come over and he had his third child uh, laying on the floor. She was just a, uh, one week or two weeks old kind of deal. And um, his friend walked up to him and said he was concerned that she wasn't crawling yet at a week or two weeks old. Okay, I'm telling you, they don't move like that, you know. And if anybody listened to the last week's uh, podcast, I told a story about when I took my family to a restaurant and one of my children decided to pass gas on a wooden bench. You know, when everybody that knows this family, they've known this forever kind of deal. When they heard that, because I didn't mention any names, I didn't say which daughter it was, but they called up the correct daughter 99% of the time. They knew exactly who did that. Now, that's scary in, a, in a one aspect. And it's, it, it made me get some really, really interesting text and phone calls from that particular individual about putting that out there. But it was just the truth, and it was a mortified situation for mother and for me. But now I can sit back in my heyday and sit back and go, see, I told you I'd get you back. <laughs> and I want to tell you a story. I'm going to wrap myself off here real quick. Uh, you know, when you get to that certain age and it's time to go in and get your colonostomy thing done? Uh, and then you get done with the juice they give you. And I don't know what's in that stuff, but that is a hurricane waiting to happen, man. I'm just, it's just unreal. So we get all that done and I go in for the procedure that the particular day, you know, they get you all ready and you go back there and the doctor comes in and he's a very serious kind of guy. He really was. And he tells me what he's going to do, you know, and shows me the item he's going to insert in me. And um, after he got through explaining everything that he was going to do, he just looked at me just as serious as the day is long and said, do you have any questions for me? Me being me, okay, and you have to really know me. <laughs> um, I just asked him, looked at him and said, well, you know, I am missing a remote. So if you find it, I appreciate to get it back. Well, the anesthesiologist that's standing behind me over my shoulder steps back laughing himself to death. The doctor did not, in any shape, way, or form, think that was funny or the right place to even do that. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. I do stuff like that. And he looked at the anesthesiologist and said, put this man to sleep now, you know, and he walked out of the room. And so they put me to sleep. Well, after everything's over with, and they tell you that, you know, we'll let you know the results in a few days, I'm walking out the door and I ran into the anesthesiologist and he's still laughing about what I said in the 
um, procedure room said that that was the best thing that he'd heard in a long, long time. If you find a remote, let me, I, I want it back. And so I ran it myself off here a little bit, but that's the silly stuff that I do. You know, who in the world would look at a doctor? Because if you've ever had one of those things done, that item they're going to insert with you is very large. And you're going like, oh, no, I got really, really nervous and really scared in my 50s when they were going to do all this fancy stuff. And, yeah, that was the only thing that I could think of. You know, hey, if I'm, I'm missing a remote, if you happen to find it, I'd like to have that thing back. I mean, I the reason one of the reasons I said that, you know, I, besides being nervous, I just thought it would be funny. I really did. But apparently not. It was not funny at all to the doctor, you know. Uh, in fact, I think he put me on the no-see list again. He didn't want me back in there. He gave me a report that was outstanding. <laughs> just so I wouldn't come back, you know. So, I okay. But the anesthesiologist, I did put a smile on his face. I got a story for you. Uh, back in the 80s, when I was doing oil field work, um, we had a superintendent that if he ever get laid his eyes on you and he thought today was going to be your day, he would jack with you as long as the day is. You know, he would just, he played jokes on you all day long. And nobody ever got him back because he was the boss of the yard. You know, they didn't think that back then that, well, you can't mess with the boss man. He'll just, you know, run you off or lay you off or whatever. Well, he beamed in on this kid and all day long, he kept playing jokes on him and kept pounding him and everything else. Well, when he, when the boss went to lunch, this redneck, as much as he was, walks into the boss's office and takes and puts hand lotion, I'm telling you, in the receiver of his phone. Okay, lays it back down very gently and sneaks back out. Nobody was in the office at the time, but a bunch of us were standing outside. He comes out and tells us what he did. And we thought, oh, you're dead. You're just, you know, say, say prayer now because you're done. So when the boss comes back, he wasn't back probably five minutes. And all of a sudden, this kid's name starts coming out over the intercom to report to the, the boss's office. And that's what he did. He went into the office. He knew what was going to come down the the pike. And when he walked in, the boss was in there laughing, cleaning all of this hand lotion out of his ear. And the, one of the reasons he was laughing, nobody had ever done that to him. Everybody was so scared to do it, but not this redneck. He walked in there and thought, okay, you know, here we go. So he was cleaning his ear out with hand lotion. And that's when everybody in that yard, all 70 of us discovered that that big boy up front has got a sense of humor. And speaking of sense of humor, I got one for you. When my oldest daughter was going to get married, you know, and you do the um, rehearsal deal ceremony, um, well, I walk her down the aisle like we're supposed to, and we're all in blue jeans and T-shirts and everything else because it's just a rehearsal. So we get down there, and the preacher looks at you and goes, okay, who gives this bride away? And me, being me, being the redneck that I am, I looked at him and I said, me and the old girl in the back, and my daughter that was on my left side took about four steps to the side of me. And I turned around and there's the wife. She's right in my face. And I thought it was funny. Um, my future son-in-law kind of looked like, yeah, I don't know about this. But yeah, yeah, you don't want to say that. Okay, guys. So when your daughter gets married, do not reference the mom, the old girl in the back. Because that just kind of goes over the wrong way. And I found that out. So the day of the wedding... Uh, everybody thought that I was still going to do that, and I didn't. Uh, I got more common sense than that, believe it or not. And But after 
I gave my daughter away on the original day of the wedding. Uh, when I went and sat down, my wife did explain to me that because I was a good boy at that time, I could live another day longer because I didn't call her the old girl in the back, you know. I've got a best friend that, um, you know, when your kids start getting older, they get ready to go out on dates, right? Well, his, his oldest daughter turned 16 years old, so she's going to go out on her first date, Okay. So the kid comes up to pick up the daughter, and he did everything. This kid was doing everything right. I kid you not. And my buddy, he's my best friend. I always has been, always will be. But being the redneck that he is, uh, was sitting out there. He's drinking a cold beer. It's a nice, warm Saturday afternoon. He's cleaning a 12-gauge shotgun. Unbeknownst to me, he's got an empty 12-gauge round inside. Okay? So the kid introduces himself. He shakes uh, my buddy's hand, he shakes my hand, and my buddy looked at him and says, let me tell you how this is going to play out, okay? This is her first date. You will have her home at 10 o'clock. And then he chambered that gun, okay? And that empty shell come blowing out of there, scared this kid half to death, you know? Picks up his daughter, and they take off. She's got to be home by 10 o'clock. Well, she comes home at 9.15, all upset, okay, at dad, because of what dad did, okay? Um I know that my when my buddy looked at me, he says he started laughing when the kid left. He says, "Do you think I got the point across?" I said, "Well, you probably wet himself." I mean, good gosh, man! I mean, he's sitting there, he's nervous because it's the first date. He's nervous because he's meeting the new dad, okay? And he met me, and then you chamber around into a shotgun, and, a, and an empty shell comes blowing out of there. This kid wet himself. I'm telling you, I know he did. There wasn't proof of it, but I know I would have. You know, I would have really made me think, like, do I really want to go through this? I don't know. So, yeah, that's some of the silly stuff that I've had to go through and see. Oh, and I got, for the last story for this episode, I've got one for you. I knew a girl that she was like 16, 17 years old. She was going to go for her license, right? So she goes down to take her driving test and she for the written part, and she failed. Well, when she came out, we all asked her, you know, did you pass or fail? And she says, well, I failed. And I says, okay, well, um, when we get get home, we will uh, kind of go over the book. We'll help and do what we can. And one of the questions, and I kid you not, that was on the test was, what's a pedestrian? And she looked at me just as solid and as just as serious as you could ever get and tells me that a pedestrian was a bird. Well, after I picked up my drink from that, because it fell on the floor, for heaven's sakes, uh, she didn't understand. And we just had to explain to her that pedestrians are not birds. And, and that was just one of the questions that she got wrong that we had to work on just a little bit. Okay, well, that's the end of this program for this week. Uh, I want to thank everybody for all the emails that we're getting. And if you don't know what the email address is, uh, one more time, it is jd.com podcast the number one at yahoo.com thanks everybody for all the support that we've been getting be sure to join us next week on the lighter side of life remember everybody just keep on smiling